My skin is black. What you looking at? My skin is black. I feel so good to be black right now. (laughs) Welcome to episode 125 of the Black in Fashion podcast. So thank you so much, guys, for joining us. Just so you guys are not confused, I know that last episode I introduced it and said, welcome to episode 125, and it wasn't 125. So we just had a little mix-ups there. So just follow the episode numbers. It's actually on the podcast, on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Even if I mess up the number in the introduction, which does happen. Y'all know I work a lot, so it is what it is. (laughs) So of course, I would like to bring to everyone's attention to make sure that you guys are sending in your black notes. We really want to hear from you understand your struggles we want to be able to give you advice so any information you want to send in or any questions you want answered any topics you want to cover definitely send them in we love to speak to creatives and you are more than welcome to send your black notes in anonymously um and then of course we'll email you back and just let you know when we actually are um, reading your note and getting advice from our guests from the day of course you guys i would love for you guys to continue to post your imbnf campaigns tell us what being black in fashion means to you and how you are thriving uh, through your fashion journey. So we all look forward to hearing from you. So, of course, I have a another amazing episode coming you guys' this way. Today, I am joined by Kimberly West. Say, say hi, Kimberly. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. <coughs> Sorry. Of course, she goes by Kim. <laughs> so Kim is a... Um, well, let's say she got a quite a few, <laughs> quite a few, but she does style, life, and fashion blogs. Got a little background in everything, so I'm actually going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself. She is a consultant, um, and she works with, it has worked with a lot of different brands. Um, one thing that she is very, very proud of to share is her um, features with Fe- Essence Fest, being featured in Voyage ATL. She's had several hostings on television segments, both in person and virtually, from the DMV and beyond. Um, she's a media nominee for Maryland fashion awards we're gonna dive into that too because i'd love to hear about that but ultimately (laughs) we're going to talk about during this episode her collaborations her fashion trends entrepreneurship content creation she also is a podcaster so also does like you know interviews and television she's always doing the interviews and on the media side so let's dive right in um before we start i always like to do a little uh, icebreaker it's called this or that and i just want you to tell me what you prefer over the other thing okay Okay. All right. So berets or brim hats? Brim hats. Uh, studs or hoops? Hoops. Flare leg or skinny leg? Skinny leg. Side boob or under boob? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, side boob. That one always shrinks people up. <laughs> I love it. And are you a mule or a wedge girl? Um... Wedge. Wedge. Love to see it. Okay, so if you just want to tell us a bit about your background, where you're from, and tell us when you caught that fashion bug. Absolutely. So um, just a little bit about my professional background. I am a content creator. That's how I sort of launched into all of this. And I am a consultant by means of public relations as well as an image consultant. And so when did I catch the fashion bug? I would have to say the fashion bug caught me when I was four years old. I have always... Just as young as me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. I have always um, been into style and clothing and just um, even a little bit of entrepreneurship as a young woman. 
I grew up in a family where my mother would sew. And so a lot of my um, young adulthood was spent in fabric stores and watching her put together um, clothing pieces. And my grandmother knew how to make patterns. Oh, nice. So a large part of just fashion has just always been embedded in me. And so I started sketching and my parents, you know, I'm in high school and my mother's like, well, what are you going to do with your life? <laughs> so of course. She, um, yes, it's, you know, you come in today and they're like, what are you going to do? And so she placed me in a fashion merchandising course in high school, but also I decided to switch my major to apparel merchandising and design in college. And from that point, I did internships. But I also, again, still had that feeling for marketing and business. And so that's where that PR side comes into. Gotcha. And so that's where, you know, I am today. That's how I'm here. I started a blog, Style Plus Life Plus Fashion. Um, I will tell you, truthfully, I did not think that, <laughs> I didn't think anyone would read it. Really? Yes. It was merely just for fun. It was an outlet. I had just had my first son and, you know, my husband's like, why don't you do something? You know, that's just pure passion. And it, it, it just took off. So that's that self doubt. That is that self doubt that we (laughs) suffer as black women. Like, Oh, I'm just going to do it for fun. But I'm going to be honest. I, I thought the same thing when I started this podcast and I was like, oh, I just want to put out the information. I just want to talk. I want to have an outlet. But that is our self-doubt. And not knowing that how much our, what we do and things that we don't think is a big deal, that others value it and are inspired by it and are motivated by it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you have just nailed it. And that's really, you know, the launch of all of this. And so here I am today. Um from television segments to interviews like this to media opportunities. It's just really been an amazing journey. Amazing. So let's talk a little bit about the entrepreneurship journey. How long have you been a entrepreneur and what are some of the things that you wish you knew then that you now know? (laughs) This is a great question. So With me launching full-time into starting a business, because I was always operating from the standpoint of my blog through ads and sponsored content, but really taking on clients, I think I'm going into my fourth year. Oh, nice. And yes, my fourth year of being the CEO of the Kimberly West Agency, and it has, it's, it's been really great. Um, I would have to say simply, I mean, of course, everything has ups and downs, mm-hmm. but for the most part, my, my ultimate driving force was to align with people that could really pour into the vision that I had and also just give me pure guidance, you know, because you can have a vision and a dream, but are you going in the right direction? Are you making the right connections to advance you? And so I would truly have to say from that standpoint of being an entrepreneur, it's been amazing. But I have to also say from, if I were to look back, I never thought that I would be even in this place with what I'm doing. 
because I originally started off working in a totally different sector. Mm-hmm. And I took those skills from that sector and applied them to my agency. And it's so funny because every now and again, my old boss, <laughs> she'll jump on my Facebook page and I'm like, whoo, hey there. You know, like, <laughs> um, like hey girl. But yes, it's, it's definitely, it has its ups and downs being an entrepreneur. But for the most part right now, it's, it's good. That's good. That's what's up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So tell me this. When you think about the different uh, content and all these different, you know, experts out there and different people telling you what to do and how to do, do you have like a number one tip tip for content creation um, for fashion brands? Absolutely. My first tip, and, and I even apply this to my own brand, because aside from just the PR agency, I have my own personal brand as well, mm-hmm. is to just be authentic. Mm-hmm. people can relate to authentic content. I mean, to a certain extent, we do curate and put together things. I mean, who who would want to see? No one wants to see your random trash can in the back. <laughs> but, you know, let, let's also make sure that the first thing, you're being authentic. The second thing, do you understand your niche? Do you understand? Who are you talking to? Mm-hmm. Because it's so much conversation and chatter that's happening across the board. I highly advise, you know, even from a professional standpoint to just talk to who your people are. Don't get so caught up in these numbers and, you know, the fake likes. I mean, you, you know, as well, at this point, it's so much foolery that's going on (laughs) when we think about (laughs) content creators and what they're doing and creating and making up. But, just stay within stay focused on your lane <laughs> gotcha. that's what i would say you're absolutely yeah. right i'm gonna have i'm gonna have to tell you i'm like girl look at my instagram tell me if i'm doing this right <laughs> <laughs> reach out reach out i definitely real, real i followed great. you from our black and fashion podcast page as well as from my um my business which is lc apparel consultant and i i oh. totally totally i feel like i agree with you as far as authentic content and when I talk to people and collaborate with people that are in my saying genre of work, apparel, manufacturing, and product development, they're like, you share so much. You share so much on your Instagram. Like, Most people don't do that. And I was just like, well, it's authentic. It's what's going on in the fashion world, you know? So I'm sharing me pattern making. I'm sharing sewing. I'm sharing client issues, factory issues. Like, So I share just about everything, our quality control process, the amount of time it takes us to just get one garment from start to finish, you know? So I put a lot into it and I do it myself. And I have like, I feel like very much so organic growth um, because I'm at, I think I'm like around 18,000 followers now. Um, and I did that just by legit being authentic. So I'm just like, and I tell designers that all the time, like, don't overthink it. I don't think about my, the crazy thing is I don't think about my content ahead of time. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I just record. I am a recorder. I record. And then when I see it and I look at it again, I'm like, oh, I'm going to put it up and I'm going to use this caption. But I don't think about it. It's very much so effortless. Would you say that? It needs to be planned or strategic. And it's crazy because my Instagram looks strategic, but it's not planned. Mm-hmm. It's how I feel. It's what I get up and do. And I post three times a day, every day. Mm-hmm. That's how you know it's passion. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I, and I can even hear it even in this interview. Is That's how you know it's your passion. That's how you know it's longevity and what you're doing. Because when you're a true creative, 
you have those moments where it just comes to you. I'm, I'm the same way. Everything for me, and I can't even describe it now, I'm starting becoming a little bit better, especially with my um, my business content. Today, I, I, I said, you know, Kim, you need to sit down and plan out this monthly content because the week, the month is going to escape us. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it, just that creative space and peace, it comes. It can come to you at lunchtime. You'll see, you'll see a bird flying, and it's like, oh my goodness! I should take a picture of that, and I'm going to tell a story. It's all storytelling. Mm-hmm. So, so yes, I mean, part of it is, of course, have a have a. You know, they say those that fail to plan, you know, plan to fail. Thing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but. When that inspiration comes to you, when you're a real creative person, the best, the best content and the best connection to your audience is spur of the moment. Definitely. Definitely. So I have a segment. It's called, uh, it's a success or it's a disaster. Can you tell me, can you tell me about a time within your business where something went completely bad? I usually say to shit, like it went bad to the point where... But you learned something from the experience and it made you maybe incorporate something different into your business, whether it was an operational procedure or, you know, a service. Or is there anything that went so bad that you're like, you know what, I won't let that shit happen again? Oh, my goodness. So (laughs) as you're talking, (laughs) yes, I do have I do have a situation that just just flew off the handle. Um, It was actually one of my first. PR events. It was more like pre pre launch of Kimberly West Agency. I actually had another publicist and stylist reach out to me and ask me to host an event with them. Mm-hmm. And needless to say, the individual will not call any names. <laughs> was one of those content creators that I just described that had these outrageous numbers with no true engagement and reach. But see, back in those times, it was hard to tell. And I planned this elaborate, like on my end, reached out to um, reached out to my connections, booked this person for a television segment. I mean, we were running only to find out that number one, um, did not pay me. Oh, <laughs> did not, did not pay me um you know did not bring anyone to the event had no true plan of action it was it was just really a disaster and I was highly disappointed but I learned a lot from that situation um that I apply today is to number one always have your contract in place Mm -hmm. (laughs) before any work is happening (laughs) I need a contract in place. The second thing is to also research those that you are working with. You don't ever want to go into any business deal and not really and truly know the individual that you're working with because people can say anything and not and, and not amount to anything. And then the third thing is to is to just ensure that they're bringing something to the table. You know, it can't be a situation where you're the only one that's bringing everything and they're bringing nothing. A collaboration is a true collaboration and partnership. 
So those are just a few of the things I learned from that situation. I'm pretty sure I have a list of 10 things (laughs) that I learned because I was just completely shocked. But um, from the standpoint of being a professional, I completed the job. Because I will tell you, as soon as the, the event started, I knew where we were headed. But something inside of me said, we're going to finish this and finish strong. But after we're done, you know what you're going to do. You're going to reach out to this person and let them know, you know. And what was that? Sure let others know. Yeah. Let them know. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh- so as um, someone who, you know, definitely is into fashion trends and following what's going on, what would you say are the three key pieces that any woman needs in her closet this fall? Ooh, okay. So I am seeing a lot of leather. Leather is still here to stay from jackets to shorts, um, Leather is just even even tops, you know, it's it's here to stay. Wow. Um, in terms of colors, I'm recognizing that the color mocha, that brown shade, it's still very much here. And it's coming and it's being seen and not just, you know, the traditional leggings or the tunic, but you're also seeing it in gowns and dresses and I've even seen down south people are having all mocha and and mocha hued parties where everyone's wearing that shade, which I love. It's it's beautiful um, in terms of photos and feathers. Feathers that okay. have feathers. Yes, yes. A lot of the higher end pieces, from the tuxedo dresses to skirts, they're having. I see feathers. Um, especially during this holiday season with the glitter and, and the glamorous looks of the holidays. That's just off the top of my head, the things that come to me. Gotcha. Now, is there any advice that you would give to a person that is looking to get into like the television market and the media side of things and that PR side because I feel like there's so many avenues of fashion that a lot of times um, you know initially people resort to just maybe styling or being a designer but tapping into fashion from a from a, cre- a, a different standpoint because to me what you do is very much so media driven but it's also merchandising like content creation is, is merchandising. Trend forecasting is merchandising. So is there any advice that you would give someone or any particular programs that you would recommend for someone who wants to go more of the fashion merchandising route? Hmm. So the advice that I would have for anyone that's interested in going into um, styling and fashion from the media standpoint would be first off to build up your own personal brand. And when I say that, have the things in place that you know that you like, that represents your work and represents your audience. Okay. Okay. The the second thing that I would have to say when we think about programs, more so like a pipeline, Emerge yourself, even have to be formally into some type of journalism or theater. See, I had a theater background, 
that theater thing. In college, I did theater, and which is another whole nother conversation. But any opportunity to speak, present yourself, um, put yourself out there so you'll be comfortable when you are in front of that camera. Because when you're on live television, it's going. Ooh. And you don't know what's going it sounds good. You don't know what what's about to happen. I mean, I've seen times where my camp, my mic wasn't even on and I had to lean into someone to talk. But yeah. having that presence and being comfortable, not not just being comfortable in front of the camera, but in front of your own skin, um within your own skin, excuse me, is also an asset. And when we think about switching over to fashion merchandising, you could either find a really great art school or four-year university program mm -hmm. or also emerge yourself into a program that's within a store because some of the department stores have fashion management programs that you can go through and learn the ropes and those skills really do apply. I have, I've seen, like it's, it's Christmas now. Mm -hmm. I use those visual merchandising skills when I'm putting up my holiday tree. My family's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm like, wait, that doesn't, that's not it. You know, that, that shouldn't be like that. Mm -hmm. Because I just think back to visual design and how the eye captures things. So I guess in closing with everything that I'm saying, it's just have that passion for what you're doing mm -hmm. and stick with it and connect with those like how you and I, I, I appreciate, I'm truly grateful for this opportunity. Connect with those that are into what you're trying to pursue and go after it. Mm -hmm. I love that. Oh, I love that. Okay. That's, <laughs> I, I, and I feel like I, I feel like that is the one thing that is sometimes missing you know we go after certain things because it's trendy and you know we we see other people doing it you know it's other things but really having a passion for what it is you do and allowing passion to lead your purpose is what's going to really push you forward and I realized that when I I'm in my third year of full-time entrepreneurship and I am like all I did and people ask me all the time I said all I did was let my purpose lead let my passion lead and I and I gave it all to God, and and it's been it's been serving, it's been doing great. <laughs> it's just ups and downs, just like anything else. But I wouldn't trade it for the world. And I'm allowing, I'm doing what I love because I'm passionate about it. Of course, yeah. Yes. So mm -hmm. before our last little segment before we wrapped up is called "It's a Muse." <laughs> so I would just like for you to share a mantra, um, an affirmation, a book, a prayer, anything that just continues to keep you motivated. The first I can say that keeps me motivated is, and, and I told myself this because I wear several hats, I can do all things through Christ I that strengthens me. can do all things mm -hmm. through Christ that strengthens me. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Kimberly. I really appreciate you joining me today. If you just want to throw out your social media handles, I'll, of course, put them in the show notes as well. But just let everybody know how to find you and connect with you. Of course. And thank you for having me. My social media handles are I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and TikTok. 
under at KWest1908. Amazing. Thank you so much. Just to read it with us, KWest1908, and I did follow you as well. So make sure you follow the check. <laughs> you know I will. <laughs> All right. So thank you so much for joining me. And as I always say, stay black. Peace out. Thank you. Perfect. Bye-bye. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye.